This is a Wool Observatory podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Star Stuff, space oddity. Hello and welcome to Star Stuff. I am Cody Halfmoon, and today I am joined by Dean Regas of Cincinnati Observatory, and we have the best shades on right now. I can't see anything. I've never put one of these on before. No, I, I got them over top, so now oh, I look smart. cooler. Yeah, so I'm now I'm six eyes. And it's... this is for um, the uh, solar viewing. Oh yeah, yeah. So we've got two big solar eclipses coming up, what, and what, what? October 14th of this year, partial eclipse, and then total eclipse April 8th, 2024. Okay. So we're ready for that. And, uh, you yeah, know, the observatory in Cincinnati, we're getting ready for it. We got our eclipse shades. We want everybody to get prepared ahead of time. And, uh, yeah, so that one's for you. And this one, well, this one will be for you too. And you can look, <laughs> you can look directly at the sun with these. Yes. So anytime, wow. doesn't matter if it's eclipse day, just oh. regular Sunday, That's look up cool. there. And, uh, so if, uh, yeah, if you have these from the last eclipse, double check their safety, make sure they're still good. Like safety shine first. a big flashlight through them, make sure there's no holes or anything. Like that. Oh, okay. But, uh, if you haven't got them, get them now. Cause soon it's going to be tougher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got two, right. We've got the annular. Exactly. Um, which, I very selfishly named the uh, for our event because we're having we're almost in the line of totality. Yeah, you're close. Just outside of it, uh, the Southwest Annular Eclipse. There we go. Hey, sure. Yeah. I mean, it because is mostly it's kind of going yeah. mostly Southwest. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then that's October fourteenth. Right. And yes. then uh, April fourth. April 8th. April 8th. 2024. April 8th, 2024 yes. for the, the total solar. Yes. And so that one you got a little east for from here. So Texas yeah. and then up through like uh, Missouri and even Ohio. So we're going to be real close to it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Are you doing an event? Are you moving to totality? To I, yeah, I, I, we're going to be at the Cincinnati Observatory. We're going to be at 99%. Oh, which that's, is, that's. You can't just stay there. You can't. So you only have to drive about 20 miles away to get in the a little path of totality. But I think, uh, you know, going north about 50 miles or west about 50 miles should be in good shape. So uh, I wish we could just pick up the whole observatory, move it over. Have you considered it? Yeah, I, I oh, asked. Okay. And I said, can we bring the old telescope? Just, you know, take it off the pier for uh-huh. a while. Just put it in the back of my car. We'll drive it over. I mean, if they moved the Clark in the early 1900s to Mexico and back... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they could do I that. Mean, one's way bigger than ours, so right. And yeah. they had way mm. fewer resources and staff. Mm. I mean, I just think excuses at this point. Excuses. Yeah, well, it is getting a little late. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> but um, you know, so uh, yeah, that I, we're we're getting excited about it because I think it's going to be something that's going to be big in our region. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, last one was in 2017, and just people were just swarming around when they wanted to get eclipse glasses so um yeah so get your glasses now get ready and then the the one in october we're trying to like push is the practice one because yes we've been doing the same practice thing. with that one get yes. everything set for that one yeah. then you'll be ready for the big one in april yes exactly and we are um we are not close to the line of totality in april so uh while we, we'll be having an event here because it's still a phenomenon right. that's amazing to see uh, for those who can't travel, we we're going to Waco. We're yeah, doing, yeah, we're doing a road trip. Well, you're going though, so they're not making you stay. No, well, Lowell's doing like an event with Baylor. Okay. On Discovery, oh, cool. they're doing. Well, they're making. They're going to broadcast it. Nice. Um, I will be at my niece's wedding. Um, mm. having a good old, like, white trash family time. It'll right. be fantastic, right. which is in Waco because I'm from Texas. Well, oh, perfect. Yeah, so... Uh, you got a place? And oh, yeah, they've got it all. I mean, the wedding's on a Wednesday. Okay. As, you know, is tradition in my family. You just pick the cheaper day oh, of the week the and then party all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you got... Yeah, then you can do everything else after that. Well, yeah. when you have a small family, you know, who cares? Yep. Um, but, yeah, right there in totality. So I'll just be texting my friends, you know, literally half an hour away yeah perfect or maybe i'll drag them down to to party over there but um well that's cool yeah i'm not sure yeah i'm uh you know a seasoned eclipse chaser and so i don't like tie myself down to one place because it could be cloudy and that's the worst possible thing that would happen and the midwest is a lot cloudier than out here so we have to be prepared for that so 
uh, my plan is to be mobile and watch the weather and pick a few sites to look at. But. So do you like to chase? Um, well, let's, I'm, I'm rude first because <laughs> people might have just joined oh, for yeah. this season uh, and missed last season's episode, which is a real shame. And you need to go and you need to watch it right now because it was so much fun. Uh, at that time, you were staying in the Clyde Tomball apartment. And uh, I just remember we were talking about Pluto and how Pluto, like the reclassification and people just needing to accept this. And every time we did, there was like that eerie wind. Yeah, yeah. Or through. bumps in the night or and all bumps, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're like, Clyde's here. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. So, yeah, when we recorded, it was I just arrived and, uh, you know, we were talking about my book called How to Teach Grownups About Pluto, yeah. which is a kid's book to help walk your traumatized adults yes, through the loss your of traumatized planets. millennial adults oh yeah yeah and so their people are still mad about the pluto thing and um, yeah. um and so here i come into clyde tombaugh's apartment with a book kind of saying pluto is not a planet yeah. and i was like man he's yes get over it he's gonna haunt me <laughs> but i'm happy to say i did not get haunted in oh, the good. night i survived nice i you know there was oh, nothing good. out of the ordinary so i assume that means he approves fantastic well he had a good sense of humor that's what so, i that's what i take too and yeah. that's that's what i kind of take to this approach it's not like you know, science doesn't have to be so serious. And people take this, the, like, you know, they're just words. It's, uh, you know, yeah. we try to do our best to classify things. Mm -hmm. And it's never perfect, but you try for the best. So when I think that there's a tendency to have an emotional connection to things, you have to remember, like, these are rocks in space. Like, they don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's there's that emotional factor definitely with Pluto, like nothing else. And I don't know what, how in the world this happened. Like, we're, mm -hmm. like I even feel a little bit of it too. And I don't know what if it's like when mm -hmm. you're a kid, you want to, you know, associate with the smaller planet. That's the, the thing. It was like, well, it's it wasn't just when it was reclassified in 06. Like, I remember, so I'm millennial. I grew up Bill Nye and all of that. Mm -hmm. And Pluto was always the favorite because it was this little guy out there at the end, a little slow, yeah. um, always classified in like pinks and purples. And true. You know what I mean? So it was like something about that. And then we did not help. Our marketing team has added big baby eyes and made emojis and stickers. Mm. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, it's, yeah. it's so easy. And it's so funny because this is the god of the underworld. Yeah, that is, that is the whole the whole thing about this is remarkable. Like you think about the the mark from a marketing perspective, yeah. Disney comes out it's like, hey, you know, what? we got got a new character idea, Pluto, God of the underworld, <laughs> like the you know the most you know feared person in Greek mythology. Yes, look, oh. I, I got an idea. Let's make it a dog. Yeah. I mean, how do you take that and move it to that? And we had no, there was we no, don't think nothing about oh it. Oh my gosh. And there's a theory. Uh, and you know, Pluto the dog is in our Rotunda Historic Museum. Or really? a picture of him. Oh, not yeah, yeah, the yeah. actual well, dog. Right, yeah, yeah. right. No, he's, he, I think he died. Uh, he has a lot, he's pretty old. Um, but no, th that dog had been in the earlier cartoons and had a different name. And then Walt himself oh. did a road trip. And the only part of the road trip that was, understood at this point was that he was in Sedona, but it was okay. after that road trip that he read that was Pluto after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, hmm. hmm. I know. And it's, you know. Is it uh, us? Are we the drama? <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, you got to, you know, for Lowell, this is, you know, a big thing. It's, it's you know, discovered thing. here yeah. right up the, right up the, the, the path up here. And it's, uh, so even for mm -hmm. me as a, you know, Pluto's not a planet person, I love like coming and seeing the Pluto it's scope. Fun. I love yeah. like retracing the steps. I was like, uh, yesterday I did the, uh, the Clyde Tombaugh, Flagstaff tour. I went. Ooh. I went over to the the you know the restaurant where yeah, we went. Karma. And the, yeah, and the uh, Orpheum Theater. Yep. And you know, so it's like, uh, you know, just the idea of his discovery is still just incredible. I mean, this young guy, what was he like, twenty four or something like that? Yeah, twenty four, farm boy from Kansas. I mean, uh, and and it's so cool now. That you guys have the uh, his home, his boyhood yes. telescope yes. out there. That was a cool new addition. That Built I was surprised. Built from farm parts. Yeah, yeah. So that is so cool. You have that, and um, so yeah. It, you know, I, I think we talked about uh, if you know the whole Pluto debate is still in people's mindset mm -hmm. even after all these years. 
And so the offer still stands if you need a a villain in this play that we're doing of, (laughs) you know, like, you know, Pluto's a planet, little observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, we, if you need the villain to come in to play the contrary, and they'll throw stuff at yes. me. Yes, lol, V Dean. So, um, oh my I'm, gosh, I'm, let's I'm start having... a mock like uh, tension between Cincinnati and Lowell. Okay, like the heel face. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, It'd there's something playful, here. But maybe playful. But yeah, yeah. Like just get on Twitter and then just start, you know, throwing shade. Mm. Okay. Ooh, All right. Let's work this on it. This would be fun. Yeah, this yeah. would be fun. Yeah. We'll cut this part out. Right, right. So you don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, you never heard about this. You don't know what we're up to. Yeah. Uh, that's so great. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. So I ended up uh, covering a convention this, oof, two weekends ago, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Fan Fusion, which is their mm-hmm. version of like the Comic Con. Okay. Um, like Bill Shatner was there. I this is now me just talking about Star Trek, <laughs> which happens. <laughs> um, I got to meet the guy who played uh, Chekhov. Okay. If yep, you're yep. familiar yep. with the original series, I love him. Um, anyway, but uh, so it was a really big event, is my point. And so we had a booth there that I ended up covering, and everybody was i mean we and we we had pluto we had pluto it's complicated shirts i'm sure you've seen those in our mm-hmm. gift shop um and i always like to use that as an opportunity to talk about the other things because yeah and this is going this is a hot take are you ready yeah yeah we've discovered cooler things here uh. i know i know but it's like the um like evidence of the expanding universe like what is more like a paradigm shift in astronomy yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. No, so. that that's cool. Yeah. And that's the thing. You, you don't want the, 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 the real important stuff to get lost in yes. you know, kind of petty debates and that yes. kind of thing. And yeah. so that's, yeah, I mean, there's so much to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, finding that kind of like hook with the public is like mm-hmm. the, the, skilled it's it's you know that's what we do mm-hmm. in Cincinnati and you all do so well here too is that you find what the public really is interested when you in. have fun with it like we're yeah. not you know gonna be jerks about it or like take a stance I mean if you go to our educational talks we say it's not a planet it's a dwarf planet and this is great because so is Ceres and so are all of these other like rock type planets in in the in the uh, Kuiper belt yep. I mean and this is fascinating and it's really cool it's not it's not like a negative thing. And yeah, oh, yeah, we love Pluto because that led to the discovery of so many other things and a lot of science. Um, so I, it's more of like a bridge to learning more than it is like a petty debate. Like we definitely have fun with it. Though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cause you've got to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, that's great to do. And, um, so like last night I was here, I gave a talk, uh, in the, uh, the, what do you call that? The auditorium or the, the... gig list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I gave a talk called, I want to believe it's a talk about, I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up, I, I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, I was well, really sleepy. I woke up at seven and I was like, should I run over there? And it started at yeah. six. So, uh, uh, so please just tell us what you... Well, so it's my uh, the talk that I give about kind of conspiracy theories and misconceptions that's in the public eye. There's, uh, you know, talking about UFOs mm-hmm. and talking about um, did we land on the moon, talking about uh, doomsdays, you know, like comets that are going to hit us and that kind of stuff throughout history. And um, and then uh, I had um, I had some uh, pushback. Like I'm. Oh, well, I'm no, so sad no, I this. No, no, not quite as good as that. Oh. I, I was like showing like you know the UFO reports that we get. You know, and doing uh-huh. this for 25 years, mm-hmm. I get UFO reports oh, yeah. regularly oh, from people, uh, mm-hmm. and I I start off with talk saying you know that I used to believe in UFOs. Like mm-hmm. I used to think they were flying overhead and they were coming around and people were abducted and all that stuff. And what changed my mind was actually taking the calls from the people that are witnessing it. Really? And that they, uh, the standard questions, I have a list of questions I ask the people. And the first one is, what day did this happen? Yeah. 90% of people can't answer that question. 
Really? Yes. They can't figure out what day it was. Is it a part of the abduction? <laughs> I never thought of that. Like, yeah. are you, do you like a quick memory wipe and it's, it's, on your way? I think what it is, unfortunately, is the humans are not very good observers. We're not very good witnesses. We can't be trusted uh, with our observations. And so it's, I think what happens is, you know, somebody sees me on TV or somebody hears about something on social media, like, oh, I got to ask Dean about that thing I saw Mm -hmm. years ago or months ago. And so without like that, it, it, it makes me think, well, it obviously wasn't that important to you. And now it only comes out. So it, so I've since become completely skeptical of yeah. UFO reports because there, there's there's really not much to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I showed the pictures, uh, you know, the standard pictures. There's the the Navy pilot pictures, yeah. and they're all grainy and black and white. Yeah. And one person in the audience, I was about to say it because it's part of what I was about to say. One person in the audience is like, "Can't they get a color picture?" <laughs> like, are we, you know, and I was just like, yeah, I mean, can't yeah. we get a uh, in-focus color picture daytime? Have you seen the new iPhone cameras? Yeah. And I mean, it's like 1955 again. We're taking grainy pictures and we're still fussing over it. Mm-hmm. So after that, a guy in the audience was like, yeah, but there's just so many reports. You can't discount them all. And he was like, really kind of like pushing back. And, uh, and he's, I was a, like, he, he's a listener of Coast to Coast. Yeah, so, yeah. I, apparently so. He's like, well, what about all the... Fun show, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what about all the ancient observations and in mythology? And I'm like... Yeah, those are, you can take those, but I mean... They're definitely unidentified flying sure, objects. Sure, sure. But yeah, the big thing is going from that to aliens. Yes. Then, yes. yeah. So yeah. he wasn't he wasn't going for it. and But it also reinforced the idea of the, 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 the kind of crux of my talk is that uh, people want to believe in this so badly that no, no amount of evidence can change mm-hmm. their thing. So, um, and he kind of exemplified the point in a lot of ways um because this is it's so it's so bizarre like in 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 how this works is that a person will call up with a theory or an observation Mm -hmm. and they want me as an expert to answer it they call you direct like they call oh my (laughs) gosh or email or you know or social media or something like that oh this is fun and they say okay this is what I think, this is what I've seen, blah, blah, blah. And then I, if I refute them, or if I say, you know, that's not really how it works, and here's evidence that says that, uh, immediate 180 turn, you're wrong. Uh-huh. And I'm like... So this was just an inform- informative yeah, yeah. call. Well, yeah, yeah. So they were like, okay, I'm calling <laughs> you as an expert, and then you give me your expert opinion, and now you're wrong. I'm like, well, right. you guys called me. I didn't call well, you. And also that would be removing their special moment that well, that's they what it is. witnessed. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it, so. it, it, it diminishes it to them. And it, they want to be yeah. special with this. But what the the I think the whole meat of this is that like that people want validation. And if they don't get the validation, then they'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's a different mindset. So it's a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's tough because it's there's a lot of a lot of theories out there yeah. that are kind of uh, uh, yeah not real based in stuff, but people believe it. Well, and it's good to draw the line there because I mean, and as you know, Lowell was literally founded on an alien hunt. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, that's right. That's right. And and so it's important. Like there aren't any dumb questions. Ask all the dumb questions. Um, or interesting questions, or at the time, what was known as there were canals on Mars, so why? Um, of course, there aren't, and we know that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that led to all of these other discoveries. And I think the point is, is that know when to make that line of like, oh, okay, so it wasn't that, it was this. And that's like the scientific, isn't right. that literally the scientific method? Right, like, yeah, yeah. Until it's- you get to something that makes sense. And it's not that just aliens or the idea of this like... Um, extraterrestrial intelligence is is off the table for astronomers. Right. In fact, pretty much every astronomer I've talked to is like, oh, totally. Right. Like, statistically, probability-wise, you know, we are, you know, probably the older system and, you know, I don't know, there are like some other factors. Right. But um, then you get to like invasion and the, having a civilized nation that was advanced enough to 
do this kind of travel to get hit, like all of that stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, there hasn't, we haven't been around long enough. Yeah. Like yeah. the universe hasn't been around long enough. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, there's, there's a couple like weird things about the whole UFO hunt that like one, I heard this like, cause that's been in the news recently about whistleblowers that have seen UFO crafts and that kind of stuff. Well, in the Pentagon uh, right. releases. So yeah. there's this, this whole fear, like the government has these things and the government does these things. Uh, and then I've get accused of being a government employee quite often, <laughs> which I'm too. like, I'm like, yeah, we well, it's too. nice, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they're not paying me well enough. That's for sure. We used to joke, <laughs> like we tell you, but we'd have to kill you. Right, and then yeah, we were yeah. like, oh my God, they yeah. work for the government. It's real. It's like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> That's right. We're paid by general admission tickets. It's just yeah. a nonprofit, man. So I heard there's two things I think about like UFOs would be like, number one, it's interesting that UFO ideas are like, they would be the size of the spacecrafts we make currently. Like if I was an advanced civilization, my spacecrafts would be so tiny because mm -hmm. you could send them faster and farther right. if they're so tiny. They don't have to be so big. Right. From like a hub or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so like you are not going to see them. They're going to be super small. Uh, now, I, oh man, I got everybody looking with their microscope, you know, magnifying glass on the ground for UFO. <laughs> and then the other one I heard, there was some, just some people talking on like talk radio and they were just like, oh yeah, you hear about the aliens they've been talking about and they're like joking. And the one guy said, you know, you know, how come how come we always see UFOs in the sky? And the other guy was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, of course they'd be in the sky. He's like, well, you know, when we go places, we land stuff on the ground. Like when we go to Mars, we land a rover on the ground. Mm -hmm. How come there's no stuff on the ground? Yeah, and right, the they're just hovering like, oh. up there. I was like, whoa, that blew my mind. Whoa. I was like, this guy was just like, you know, shooting the stuff. And he was like, and I was like, yeah, we're, they should be on the ground too. I mean, they shouldn't be just flying. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then you get to obviously Washington. Yeah. The, yeah. All the thick trees and where people go missing. We actually, get, I mean, because we get a lot of questions, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, not as many as you do, but. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, and there's one thing that I try to, uh, try to impart on people too, is that when it comes to discoveries in space, um, almost all of them can be observed by amateur astronomers. And there's yeah. hundreds of thousands of amateur astronomers oh, yeah. that are watching it's the, the real same force. thing. Yeah. And we, you know, the, just recently a new supernova was found in mm -hmm. this galaxy M101 and amateur astronomers mm -hmm. are seeing this and observing it and documenting it. And so you can't keep stuff secret. No. Astronomers are going to find it and they're oh, yeah. going to talk about it. Oh yeah. And so, and they want to be the first ones to talk well, about it. <laughs> it's, it's super incentive. You don't get anything if you're second to talk uh -huh. about it and nobody's uh -huh. going to like tell you don't talk about it because right. that that's not how it works. And you can't hide it. No, no. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my tip is that even if it's, you know, there's something you think the government can hide it, they can't, there's no possibility mm -hmm. of doing it. Uh, unless we get into dome theory, but we'll just skip it. Oh, I don't know that one. <gasps> we are in a dome. Oh, right. Yeah. In a and uh, I just think of, uh, uh, you know, the Simpsons. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only Under thing the dome. that I think yeah, yeah. of the dome. <laughs> That's right. So I want to know, this is, tell me about this book. Here, I'll show it to the camera. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, so this is my uh, newest book, A Thousand Facts About Ooh. Space. And it's a National Geographic book. Um, so it's one of those classic uh, Nat Geo books with a uh, uh, thousand facts and then lots of pictures, illustrations, all that kind of stuff that goes with it, broken down by categories. So there's like categories <gasps> oh, on gorgeous, scientists. Dude. There's categories on dwarf planets. This is the this it's is little, your that's your section it's right here. Venetia Bernie. That's your section there. A lot of dwarf planet stuff in there. So Pluto's in there. Um, stuff oh, about the sun, yeah. galaxies, space travel. So yeah, you can flip it to a new page and learn a new thing every day. It, talk about naming it after the god of the underworld. Exactly. We have our goth girl from England. <laughs> was she a goth? <laughs> I don't know. I like We like to joke that she was a goth because yeah. it was like, oh, it's so cute. Let's get like a little kid like to mail in a name. Right, right. It's like, let's name it after the devil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah, so it wasn't called Sparkles. She looks sweet. Don't, yes. don't, don't believe that mm. she's got, she's got, a, you know, an, a story there. 
Topsy-turvy yeah. facts about Uranus. Oh, yes. So, yeah, every planet gets a page or two and <gasps> uh, um, lots of things about Saturn. This is and... absolutely stunning. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, and you do and, mythological. Yeah, a little mythology with the constellations and uh, the Zodiac and Hercules. And, uh, of course, I had to have a page about explosions uh, in space. I mean, been... typically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so I think this is, uh, it was a fun exercise to go through this and uh, work with National Geographic on, oh, you know, fun. how they put this all together is really amazing. So this is so freaking cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And where, um, do you have a website where you can buy this or is it preferred to buy just anywhere? Online? Anywhere you can get it is good. Uh, yeah, anywhere where you buy books. So, uh, yeah. To get this in the gift shop? Yeah, I don't think it's in your guys' gift is shop. Is it on the gift shop? When no. did it come out? Well, my Pluto book's not in the gift shop either, but I, yeah. I it was understand. last year. I know. <laughs> you sold out. That's what it was. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Let's hope. But yeah, if, um, yeah, it's, wherever you can get your books, that's you'll probably find it. So uh, um, bookstores mm -hmm. and Amazon, Barnes & Noble and all that stuff. So. That's amazing. And it's so pretty. Can I keep this copy? I wish I could, but I, that's the only Dang. one I have. Um, well, let me take a picture of it then yeah. and we'll get it to our merchandisers. So. All right. That'd we be can good. at least get it. Yeah, I know that the other one, I know we had at least a few copies because that's where I got um, I got one for my mom. <laughs> All right, cool. So I know Excellent. I went in there and bought it. Maybe it just wasn't enough to keep it up stock. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, this is really pretty. I have so many questions, though. Okay. Um, so where did they, like, approach you to, like, how did the idea of this come up? And then I'm curious, how did you how did you put it together so that it would be so informative and attractive to kids? Yeah. I think the big thing is, um, when you do that many facts, it's gotta be small, short bite-sized stuff. So you yeah. have to kind of condense things down to the, 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 the best. And, and, uh, mm -hmm. so they, uh, uh, we, uh, I pitched it to them and, um, no, I'm trying to think they pitched to me actually. Uh, cause I wrote another book, uh, years ago called facts from space, mm -hmm. um, which they didn't end up being a thousand, but it was pretty darn close and it was a little more longer. So it was like, kind of like you read about one fact and then the next fact builds on it. And oh, so okay. it's a little more of a narrative. Uh, and they wanted ones that are just like, they stand alone kind mm -hmm. of facts. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I got some old ones I can put them together. Uh, and, but all those were the, each fact is about 25 to 30 words. Ooh. And that was the tough part. Cause I had all these ones that were 50 or a hundred. And then like, how do you pare that down to mm -hmm. 25? And in some cases I put stuff out and they said, mm, you got to cut 10 more words. Yeah. And I was like, to fit in the little bubbles, I was like, the, the designer's were, just there like freaking Dean. Yeah. He's using long words again. Use the, so I use a lot of, a lot of those in there. Um, but, um, and then, uh, so yeah. And then they were specifically counting them all to make sure there were thousands. So each category has a certain number and they're adding up to a thousand. Um, and then the funny part is they were like, um, so we need to add uh, a, a timeline and a glossary and a for more information that also have oh. more facts. So there's more than a thousand facts in there. It's like oh more way more than a thousand facts. So I didn't know what I was getting into. They're like the thousand main facts, but then there's extra facts in the back. So you get extra facts for free. <laughs> Right now, Dean is probably preparing to observe the next eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, that's in my <laughs> in the tagline there. And you have a glossary. Yep, the glossary. So pretty. Yep, the Messier catalog. Those were extra facts. Um, extra, these are extra on top. I know. I I, I'm, I didn't negotiate very carefully no. on that part. <laughs> and it should say have more a than plus. A, yeah, more than a thousand facts because it's definitely more than a thousand. Get up on that marketing. I know. Like, yeah. So, uh, the, the more powerful facts about greatest hits. Yes. That is so clever. Meteor impacts. And, uh, yeah. So we got things like that hit the earth. We also mm -hmm. things hit Mercury and then the one that hit the oh. Mimus. Oh, meteor crater. Meteor crater. Yeah. Not too far from our here. buddies. Yep. So, Oh, I wonder look on that page. Oh, look, it's the Cincinnati, There's the Cincinnati observatory. observatory. Fun, fun. Wait, wait, <gasps> Hey, Look at that. <laughs> yes. What does it say? Lowell Observatory <laughs> in Flagstaff, Arizona has several large telescopes open to the public. It's true. Mm -hmm. Including the famous telescope that discovered Pluto. Yep. Yes. Yep. So Lowell's in there. And I want to see what Cincinnati's. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the Cincinnati Observatory became the first observatory in the world, I didn't know this, that the public could use when its refracting telescope went into service in 1845. Yes. So we have the oldest working telescope that's been open to the public in, well, the United States. I did yep. not know that. For some reason, I thought it was Griffith, but that's not the case. Griffith it must has, have been close. Griffith has the, the scope that more people have looked through in than any telescope. Well, like, and that's just geography, baby. Yes, yes. And I think theirs goes <laughs> back to LA. the 1930s, and ours goes back to 1840s. So that's a big difference. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess uh, Griffith J. Griffith. Um, Is that his real name? <laughs> Griffith J. Griffith. Yes, I went to Griffith <laughs> because I've got friends there, and honestly, if if y'all haven't been to Griffith. Uh, it is right next to the Hollywood sign. It's in LA. It is some of the most beautiful architecture. They have fantastic exhibits. They have solar viewing. I mean, it's just it's just fantastic. You should go. Um, so I went and I was kind of wandering the exhibits before I was going to meet up with some of my friends that work there. And uh, there's this beautiful portrait of him. And all yes, it's Griffith J. Griffith. And so the first thing I did was call John Compton because I was like, this is so funny. I have to tell someone. He was like, oh, yeah, and his middle name was Driffith. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Griffith, 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 Griffith. Griffith. Uh, that would be hard to say. Isn't that amazing that his name was Griffith Griffith? That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't think they told me that on my tour. Yeah, it is an incredible place. The architecture, it is... Oh. Uh, and it's such a, and it's all free too. That's it's the thing. It's free to the public. And that was Griffith, J. Griffith's right. like yeah. line. He's like, be. this has to be free to the public. And I mean, yeah, the location, I was there in the middle of the day and it's just like this, Same. everybody's so like psyched to be there. Yeah. And Isn't uh, it beautiful? Yeah, it is really cool. And uh, so I got a, a little behind the scenes tour when Me I was too. there. Yeah. Did they get you to sign on the their guest list? No, but I saw it. I don't want to sign it. Um, so yeah, I, they I had got brought the little guest list and had Isn't me sign it, cool? it. Two names above mine. It's Brad Pitt. No. He came out there when they were doing the movie Ad Astra. And oh. so he came out there and he signed and I'm two below him on oh their register. Gosh. Was there a ketchup stain? Cause I feel like he's always eating. Uh, it was uh, it was a bowl. Like it was like he, he it was, I think it was printed and it was big. Like, okay. so he, he didn't cross the lines, but it was. When did you go? Um, hmm, 2019, okay. 18, 17. So, um, did you get to see my, my husband actually has uh, a show in the Leonard Nimoy. Oh, okay. Horizon. Did you get to see no, watch it? No, I didn't get to see any of the shows. Oh there, my gosh. But... It was great. Um, I mean, it's narrated by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, cool. And it talks about the observatory and um, how they uh, they basically had to just completely redo it or lift it up in this mm. insane where they're like, it's either going to close forever or we have to find a way to move the entire building. Wow. And so they engineered it and they did it. Oh, that's cool. Which is insane. Yeah, that, that cool? is. Uh, highly recommend going. Uh, it, it doesn't have the, the darkest skies, right. obviously, yeah. so for stargazing. But that's not even the point. Right. It's like, it's just, it's stunning. Oh, I yeah. loved it there. But yeah, Griffith, J. Griffith yeah, is, will is live good. in my, it's just, it's one of my, the happy things in my brain about, about public observatories. But yeah, so that was, that was early 1900s. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm actually, so um, I know that our mission for, for public observing has been a thing, but definitely not since 1845. Can you tell us what is um, the refracting telescope would that be a Clark? Our so our scope is uh, it's a Murs and Mahler. They were manufactured. That's so from, much more fun to say. Yes, they're manufacturer in Munich, Germany, and so they were the best telescope makers in the world. They were supplying them to like the Tsar of Russia, uh, you know, what? big wigs in Europe. They were getting it, and so our 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 founder, his name is Ormsby McKnight Mitchell. He raised the money by going door to door, asking people for 25 bucks a piece in 1842. And so it became the first crowdsourced scientific institution. Oh my God. So uh, it was a GoFundMe. It was a GoFundMe. And he, so then he takes all this money, which would be the equivalent of like $2 million today, goes to Germany. And I just try to picture this kind of rough around the collar, you know, Midwestern guy from the 1800s showing up in Munich and they say, what kind of telescope you got for sale? And, uh -huh. and they're like, oh boy, um, <laughs> 
well, let's show him, uh, show him then. And he's like, but how about this money? Does that talk a little more? He's, they're like, oh, we'll okay. give you the Tsar of Russia special then. And, and uh, what was his name? Ormsby McKnight Mitchell. So Ormsby, a very strange first name. Ormsby. I've never met another Ormsby out there. But uh, he was basically like the, the the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the 1800s. He would travel giving lectures. He was just a science popularizer. He was... He's you know, like you. Yeah. I mean, That's there's amazing. very similar. We're both self-taught and... Uh, um, it's so that's, the, it's kind of my inspiration is that's his idea was really revolutionary just to say, cause nobody could see through a telescope. I mean, no, you couldn't, you couldn't get them. And, um, so to make it to the public was something, you know, just really out there. Ormsby. Ormsby. Yep. Yep. I like this better than Griffith. Yeah, it's uh, Ormsby. 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 Ormsby, Ormsby. Yeah, McKnight, Mitchell. So Mitchell is his last name. Mitchell. Mitchell. Okay, yep. that's yep. pretty standard. Yep. 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 Ormsby, Mitchell. Yes. But the McKnight. Right. Very yeah. nice addition. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Some so he's flavor. usually O M M is where he's, he always oh, has the abbreviation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're cool, you need to have an acronym name. Yep, you definitely. Just start doing like, uh, like, what's your middle name? Uh, Stanley. Stanley. So yeah. like DSR. Yeah, I'm I'm going for a, a star nickname. I want to so yeah. I want to be uh, Dino Vega. That's what it'd be my. Hey. That's kind of my. Oh yeah, that's why because I like the star Vega. I love this. It's got a good ring to it, you know. So I was mine. Mine came uh, with the package. I was born with the half moon. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Is yeah. that is that was a later a, edition or that no, so that's how it happened? Original birthday gift. Interesting. Yeah, it was. There was a half moon the night I was born. Wow, so, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Waxing it's, it's or different. waning? You know, I don't even, I'm not <sighs> sure. Well, we can go back to the. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, yeah. Um, but it, it's funny because it's it's mostly, it was just used as like, a, like an icebreaker at a party kind of thing. Right, so it's sure. like, what a weird name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Blame my mother. Hey, yeah, that's all right. But this is awesome. This is absolutely gorgeous. And um Hopefully, I can say by the time this airs, find it on the Starry Sky shop or our gift shop. You can buy one. But um, yes, I'll definitely be ordering at least a few, and we can keep some in the Tomball apartment as well. This awesome, is gorgeous. Awesome. Awesome. I would give you that one, but I promised it to uh, somebody at the Grand Canyon. I'm going up to the Grand Canyon yes. Star Party today. Uh, who's who's who? Who got this? Is it Raider? Yeah, Raider Ranger Raider Lane is the that jerk. I should have brought more, but I, you know, like I'm flying, I can't pack a lot of heavy stuff. So Raider gets the 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 thing, and so uh, I'll yeah. just text him and say, "Rude, you're stealing." Don't my he book. doesn't know? He doesn't know. Uh, yet. Okay, it's okay, I won't text him. I won't text him. Um, but uh, yeah, the Grand Canyon Star Party is so awesome. That's you know, yes. I try to come out to it every single year and it's eight or nine nights of you know just stargazing out there with amateur yep. astronomers setting up their telescopes and uh uh i've been a part of it as a speaker hmm, i don't know if this is my fifth time wow seven wait six seven eight nine sixth time so yeah this is uh um it's just uh like I've been to star parties around the country, but this one is really unique. I think it's there's the going to be about Canyon. 70 some telescopes, mm -hmm. 1500 people a night. It's going to be, yeah, awesome. So um, what talks are you giving? So uh, I'm not going to give my I want to believe talk to Dang <laughs> to it. Tonight. I was like, I still have a chance. No, I'm going to um, give the uh, a more general audience one because uh, this one's uh, called Tour of the Universe where we start on the Earth and then fly out and make some stops along the way. So oh, we fun. see the scale of the universe to the moon, mm -hmm. to the planets, to the galaxy, and then the whole universe. Mm -hmm. So it's a real, it's kind of one of those like wow programs where you can visually see and make sense of the scale. Of things. Are you, are you ending the scale? of the solar system with a planet or an exoplanet um i i always joke <laughs> like so all right so we get out to neptune okay that's about it <laughs> and we're done and everybody's here. like well and then and as part of it you can also see the the orbits so you can see the orbits of all the planets and they're all flat in this plane mm -hmm. and there's always one going diagonally across the plane and it does have the label on it so i mm, chance yeah, upon yeah. it they're like hey there's pluto's orbit mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's weird. a little it's a little different, isn't it? Weird than, how it looks different than the isn't others. Isn't it weird how it's different? And One then of everybody kind of like it's not like the So, other. I remember a little chaos uh, rock. I love him. I know. A, a couple of years ago cuz I know the audience is is you know, Waiting. they know what's going on. They they yeah. and they so I remember one of the talks I gave in the the theater and they were able to live stream it outside too. So people outside nice. could hear it too. And so um I uh, was talking about Pluto and then I was like, so here's all the plants. And then, you know, uh, uh, there's Pluto, you know, it, it, it doesn't count. And I could hear people outside, like they're like, what? <laughs> I could hear it. the people inside were very behaved because they're right face to face with me. They were less, uh, they were less uh, audibly uh, I would have gasping. easily playfully booed you to your but, face. It would have been but fantastic. I think it was booing. I think there was booing. I could hear oh. it from coming through the doors from outside. It's going to be put on a rail out of town. <laughs> and I forget, I was like, I hear that people outside boo yourself or something like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But um, so that one's always fun to get to that point. And then, then you back up and you show, show it's not alone. And yeah, there's, no. there's all these other dwarf planets out there. I see brethren out there. Mm -hmm. And um, so that one's one of my favorite talks to give. It kind of like appeals to all ages and levels. And John Compton of... likes to say hashtag justice for series. Well, yeah. Series is the one that bothers me the most. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. Let's make that a dwarf planet. I don't know. It's it, uh, What is it? What's it classified as? Uh, to me, it's an asteroid. I mean, just because yeah. it's round. So, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. Roundness, roundness doesn't do anything for me. But, I, you know. They're so wee. I, yeah. And I, I think I, I meet people that are like, well, you know, you gotta, you can't say it has to be a certain size. Like it can't be more than a thousand kilometers wide or something. Really? Cause you can't just like make an arbitrary number. So oh. the idea is if it's round, it had to be geologically big enough to be round, right. like to make a round object. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Roundness. Yeah. Roundness doesn't do it for me, but I don't know. It's some people that it does. Well, and um, and the confusing thing is, too, not to dwell on Pluto too long, but it's got, like, the tectonic activity yeah. and atmosphere and all of that. So is that what – I mean, I don't know. But then, you know, there are a bunch of stuff we wouldn't be able to classify because we wouldn't know. I know. Yeah, I mean, does an atmosphere help? I, I, it, it's, it's too tough because, you know, moons have can have this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but – yeah, I, it, it, it's not an easy thing to put everything in nice, neat it's categories. Fuzzy. It it really is, and that's part of the exploration of this. Yeah. Is that you know this is this is uh, fluid, and we'll go where the evidence kind of points us. But, that's right. Yep. Well, um, what else? Really quick, what else are you doing for the Grand Canyon this week? Yeah, so I want to be sure we get that out there. Absolutely. So it's um, yeah, every June they do this, um, and so I'm going to give the uh, kind of the keynote talk on Monday. Fantastic. That's uh, today, but uh, mm -hmm. and then um, afterwards, uh, then you go out to the field or you go out to the, the the big parking lot where the telescopes are all set up, and people can just go from telescope to telescope and look through, see all sorts of things like. Uh, open clusters and globular clusters and galaxies. Galaxy and, season, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know we got Venus out there also. Yeah. Um, the moon is not there, so you can't see that, but you can then see the Milky Way. Um, and then um, they they usually do a few talks, and so I'm doing a few out there in the parking lot in the dark with mm -hmm. a green laser, and I can mm -hmm. point out the stars and constellations so and a little fun. bit of the mythology behind those. So and, and so I try to throw in some fun stories, and you can actually, you know, kind of imagine the constellations out there, but it's still a big stretch for us. You, uh, so, and Kevin will be, Kevin Schindler will be out there tomorrow. Excellent. So hopefully y'all can meet up and, and geek out over this. Oh, time. yeah. Kevin does a great job with his talks, and he just finished his astronomer residency. Is he that did. correct? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. That is so cool. Um, and his project uh, is so fascinating about, uh, you know, how the astronauts were trained. And yes, reliving for, their steps. That and... was really cool to do. Mm -hmm. So. So uh, I got to do, uh, yeah, the a residency there in 2021, where That's I got right. to live yeah. in the park for a whole a month, mm -hmm. and it's just a magical place. I mean, it's uh, it's really it's. Is. I can't wait to get back up there and uh, say hi. I mean, it's like yeah, it's one of those places, just real amazing spots. Yeah, for the longest, I wasn't sure how to experience the Grand Canyon, which sounds weird, but uh, typically as like a tourist. 
you'll take the train, the Grand Canyon Railway or something like that, and you'll be there in the afternoon. It's around noon. Right. And then you'll have to leave unless you've planned this. And usually it takes quite a long time to plan oh, yeah. a, a, a proper trip there to get permitting and everything. And it was obviously stunning. But, you know, with the sun right overhead, and it was kind of like, I don't know what to do now because I can't hike down in it because no. I have to leave in a few hours. Uh, and I'll walk half a mile this way and the view doesn't change because it's so big right. that it's almost difficult to know how to interact with this park. And then I saw it in the evening yep, and in the morning. And I was like, my, there it is. Yeah, because yeah. Because the shadows are in the purple. Oh, my God. Yeah, I it's mean, it's just one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. Yeah, if the, if you can only go during the day, I don't want to say don't bother, but it's just a whole different thing. If at, it's a bucket list item, right, right, make an effort to try to be there in the evening. Oh yeah, yeah, like and, that's and, the thing. And staying the night to like, I know it's like kind of be, can be pricey or somewhat inconvenient, but right. it's just being able to stay a, a night there where you can experience the 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 darkness the yeah. the milky way and then wake up in the yeah. morning and see the sunrise yeah that's the best there's yeah mm -hmm. there's uh, there's uh um yeah the middle of the day is really tough it's and tough. it's so busy when it washes out all the colors it is yeah. it's so busy yeah. it's like an hour long line for food all that right. stuff but after five o'clock it Ugh. is like I, well half the park is after dark half right? the park is after dark that's their slogan which is awesome it's so and true it's, yeah um, I'd argue more of it because <laughs> people do. They, they ask me all the time, like, "Well, isn't it just so crowded?" And you're like, "You can't see anything." I'm like, "Well, not when I'm there." <laughs> no, really. It and in really the morning, is... oh my gosh, I'd go to El Tovar because yep. I got to crash Kevin's party. Yep. Uh, and just get a coffee. I'd be out there at like six o'clock, six thirty, because you also just wake up naturally. Yeah. Early because yeah. yep. I don't know why. Right. Um. And zero people. Yeah. Just completely Yeah, empty. you got the place to yourself. It really Sun is. coming up. I mean. Yeah. And uh, even if you're off the, so the like where the bus stops are and you just hike 200 feet, yeah. nobody's going to be there. Seriously. So, yeah. So it is just one of those places. And I think, uh, you know, I have so much a better appreciation of it now since I went down to the bottom. Ugh, I still have Ranch. It is, you got to do it. Yeah. And I, you know, I had the sweetest deal ever yeah, because did. i didn't have to carry very much they sent my supplies down yeah <laughs> ahead of time well, you had the astronomer in residence i did have the, the time, uh, i did so. have the perks of a actual bed to sleep in yeah. an actual shower and mm -hmm. i only had to carry a day pack so it was the sweetest deal i'm ever <laughs> gonna get and uh yeah, well, that's why I bring these books to Raider so he can hook me up again. It's really to the fair, Rangers. honestly. So, it's fair. So, uh, are you working on a? Do you have another book in mind for future? Well, so the there's a few that are kind of in the works. One Ooh. is a book for people that are visually impaired. Uh, that uh, it's a, kind of a Braille slash uh, book that you can kind of feel the textures of planets and things <gasps> like that and stars. That's still in the development stage, so I don't know how far that's going to go, but it's that's something I'm looking at. Um, Let me know yeah. when that gets like into production, yeah. because the Astronomy Discovery Center has a huge focus on making that kind of stuff accessible, and I'm sure they'd love to have that book in. There. Oh yeah, there's there's so many uh, there's a few books that are like that out there, and the. Um, uh, the educator that does this is her name's Noreen Grice. She's really great at this kind of stuff, and uh, she's really amazing about trying to make astronomy accessible to a lot of people. And this is the book that I'm looking at is through uh, a Cincinnati group that does this kind of stuff too. So uh, I was like, we got to do an astronomy thing with this. This would be so yeah. cool. And so um, I'm yeah, I'm hoping that's gonna. Oh, that's but we're still really in neat. the uh, we're still in the exploration stage. So okay. that one I'm looking at. Um, I think the, like the, the kind of the new thing that's kind of come about is from this book is I'm doing a lot of social media posts now and I do something called Instagram called, uh, today's space fact. Ooh, so okay. five every weekday I give a fact about the space usually from the book. And, um, so you can, you can find me on Instagram for, uh, Dean Regas and mm -hmm. just, uh, follow along there. And oh, it's on the Dean Regas It's on, uh, page. yeah. Uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah. Just look up Dean Regas. Okay. And then um, we're, I'm doing some YouTube uh, shows also. Uh, the show is called All Night. 
Okay. So where I invite people to stay up all night, even though the show's only 10 minutes, but still, <laughs> uh, and you can learn about things. So that's on our YouTube. That's on the Cincinnati Observatory YouTube We'll put channel. a link uh, in the description to that. That would be cool. And so I recorded a few videos yesterday here. Ooh, so uh, today's space fact, maybe even today, is going to be the planet symbols on the way into the oh, observatory yes. you have out there. Yeah, aren't those cool? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's going to be my fact of the day. So tune in. <laughs> just take a picture, but just cut, have it cut off. <laughs> oh, uh, just wait till you see. Oh, no. Because, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Is it blurred, like no, censored? No. <laughs> so, just put a censor bar. <laughs> yeah, the, the symbols for the planets, they start at the bottom with Mercury, then Venus, then Earth, and Mars, go all the way to the top. I get to Neptune, and then there's one above it. And I'm like, PL. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then so mm -hmm. yeah, a little wink to the camera, and then that's it. So <laughs> and then they'll, then there'll be another space fact about what the PL actually stands for. So so wait, yeah. are you gonna share this at all? I'm just I'm I'm asking for our feud. This is fantastic. Are you gonna share it on the Cincinnati Observatory? Twitter? Yes. And my own too. So it's going to be, yeah. So I'll tag you guys. That's for fantastic. Sure. All the stuff I, I took some pictures last night and, you know, the, the crowds. It was so cool because, like, I, I'm just here on a Sunday night mm -hmm. and there's so many people here. And, oh, like, good. you have so <laughs> many telescopes open. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was really great to see just on a normal Sunday night, nothing, you know, special to happen and really yeah. but just people get so excited about it so well we did um we did tell people about your your talk and got a lot of interest that's good so i'm sure that a that's lot true. of that was yes. they wanted to see your talk yes so yeah one of my uh, favorite times i gave the i want to believe talk i gave I'm it at a bar so upset. i gave it a bar <gasps> once which is definitely open up to some problems but I, i'm decent at crowd control so i can uh, and i i look over at the bar there's this older couple and they're wearing tinfoil hats and i'm like oh shoot Wait, this is did you market that you were gonna yeah they they knew what the topic was they knew kind of what i, I was gonna talk them. about and they're wearing their tinfoil hats and so i'm just like all right, are they doing this for fun? Are they serious? I have no idea. How can you? And so then at the end of the talk, they come up to me and I have no idea what they're going to say. I don't know if they're going to be, they're like, so we wore our hats just to make sure the aliens can't probe us from up there. And I'm like, really? It's like, no, we're just kidding. Oh, thank God. Did you <laughs> get like, a picture with a tinfoil yeah, hat yeah, on? Yeah, I was like, Whoosh. Oh, fantastic. Oh my goodness. That needs yeah. to be in all of your books. That needs to be your author photo of you in the tinfoil That's hat. right. Yeah. I need to get a little crazy with that. That's, <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that. That's mm -hmm. be good. Yeah. We'll make you a tinfoil hat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining our podcast again. Uh, if you missed the first podcast that Dean was in, go back go back to season one because it was really really fun and we really go into uh, Pluto and why it's not a planet and it is a dwarf planet uh, and then we ask you to argue with us in the comments which people did, did by the way good, oh yeah they good. went off it was fantastic um, so yeah get mad at Dean with us uh, he's <laughs> alright I'm the villain yes you yes send all uh, the stuff heel well. yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. public enemy take, number one I we hate this it. guy yeah that's right <laughs> Uh, you know, you got to have a nemesis somewhere. That's right. So. And look up uh, Dean Regis on Instagram and find this book in stores and buy them. But keep one for me, please, because I want one. Uh, and yeah, so follow along on Twitter and we'll, you'll see our feud coming up. Thank you. Bye. This podcast was made possible by our members and donors. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support our nonprofit in making more digital education like this available, go to lowell.edu slash donate. Thanks for listening.